Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. It's Friday. Woo! That means it is dumb bleep of the mother truck and week. Love that Friday. Love Fridays, where we just where Nate finds the dumb, along with the live group, by the way. Everybody submits in the live group, um, and you find the dumb, and we go over the dumbest things we could find. Last week, we had Spike on, which was nice. And uh, it's it's the best day of the week because what's more fun than making fun of dumb things? Well, uh, Nate, tell me. It's the best day of the week because all the other days where we essentially do the same thing, I feel kind of bad about it. And But yeah. today it's the purpose and everyone gets the vote. So it's like a democratic dumb. Mm. You know, that's and pretty we good. label it. Yeah. Now, once we get enough people, we'll form probably some representative groups inside of this, and you guys will vote for the people that are going to vote uh, for whatever the dumb is. But that's in the latter stages of the dumb bleep of the week. So this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meeting every single day of the week when we want to. We have a lot of stuff in here. We got 10 dumb bleeps, 10, and seven of them, I believe, are videos. There's a lot. And the good thing about there being a lot of videos is that's less time you have to listen to us talking, more time listening to other people say dumb stuff. All right. And if you don't want to watch this later on YouTube or Rumble, wherever we happen to post it, who knows? Go find it. You, If you could listen to this live, you could watch the videos live by going to joingml.com. Joingml.com. Be part of the conversation if you are a real libertarian. If you're not, don't sign up. That's fine. All right, let's uh, let's get this here voting going. As usual, we start off with a few easier ones. We'll be moving into some crazy. There was even number ten, by the way, knocked one of these out. I didn't want to have eleven. That's too many, you know. So we were at ten. It's odd. They're both verbs. I saw number ten like twenty minutes ago. And I gotta put. I gotta put this in here. We have to do it. So you'll want to stick around for that. Number one, this is one that we kind of mentioned already, but this is after the judge ruled that the mask mandate was an overreach by the CDC. And Lindsay Sabadosa, blue checkmark or white checkmark if you're on dark mode, said today a federal judge called it overreach for U.S. health officials to require masks on airplanes and other public transit. And no matter how you feel about masks, you should be really, really concerned that the courts are effectively taking away power from the federal government. I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm what con- I learned in my eighth grade uh, civics class, Nate, was that there are two branches of government, <laughs> the executive branch and the mm-hmm. legislative branch. Mm-hmm. And then the courts were underneath those two, like, Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not equal branches. It's just like the executive and legislative; those are equal, and the court system is underneath that. To like, I don't know, like tell the federal government, like, hey, we think this maybe fits into the Constitution or not. Yeah, uh, but we prefer to not even have them say but, anything. But yeah, we're just going to be silent unless we agree with what they're saying. Exactly. In which case, it's totally fine. When the court strikes down something that we agree with, yeah. Praise be to the courts. <laughs> so as everyone understands, this is clearly dumb and uh, really concerned that the courts are taking away power from the federal government. You just can't have that kind of world where your federal government's not free to exercise whatever power at once. Yeah. What's I mean, the point. This is, a, by the way, a, 
I mean, you, you seriously think about this people who are on, if you're on the left and you accidentally listen to the first 10 minutes of this podcast while you're here, before you go, I just want to talk to you for a second. Donald Trump was just the president for four years. Okay. Now remind me again, why you would never want a court to take away any power from the federal government. Someone tell me why. I don't know. And remember that Republicans, when your guys in charge, Coming up, unless Joe Biden wins re-election, which is a just a shoe in, you know, for the re-election, there's just no chance <laughs> that he would ever lose. You're putting all your cards <clears throat> in. Oh yeah, in one basket. I'm gonna hedge that bet I made that he wouldn't even be the president come next election day, and I'm gonna vote on him being the president. And but that one's got a better return. Mm. We'll see. So I don't know. Basically, break even. Yeah. Okay, that's dumb bleep number one. Dumb bleep number two. Charles, there's an article associated with this Arizona Republicans right there. This coming from MSNBC, by the way, which is just a flawless publication. Gaslight NBC. Mm -hmm. Uh, Arizona Republicans are working hard to keep their kids ignorant. (laughs) Okay? Ain't no place to keep kids ignorant like there is Arizona. All right? On Monday, Republicans in the Arizona Senate passed House Bill 2161, which would allow parents to sue educators who usurp their parental rights to direct the upbringing, education, health care, and mental health of their children. Guys, we're going back to the Stone Ages here. It's important to note that usurp was in quotes because, Mm. uh, you know, they're just making that up. They're not really usurping it. You know, your teachers have every right to decide. What kind of upbringing your child has. Come on. Of course. The bill joins a slew of other right-wing education bills passed in states across the country where conservative lawmakers are crusading against lesson plans about uh, system racism. Not systematic or systemic. Just system racism. You know, like when you build a racist system? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And inequality, sexual orientation, and gender identity. Yeah. So these kids are going to be ignorant down there. In Arizona. No, and that's the probably the best way to explain it is that it just lesson plans about racism and inequality and sexual orientation and gender identity. It doesn't have anything else to do with uh, something going further than a lesson plan or maybe the lesson plan telling your kid that there's some type of evil oppressor that, you know, should be uh, felt that should feel bad around their other the other students that are in the classroom. Nothing like that. It's just your regular old lesson plan where they're reading from a textbook and don't discuss anything afterwards. Nothing about math. No. In there, anything Mm -mm. like that. Well, you wouldn't want math in schools. As critics have noted, notice how they do these things. So Mm -hmm. as critics have noted, this isn't my opinion. They're not saying this. I'm just reporting the news on the critics. Yeah. A critic said this, and I need to tell Mm -hmm. you. Conservatives have already shown they think lesson plans about sorbid or sordid points in American history are divisive and dangerous. If mm-hmm. enacted, that's they're referring, referring to don't say gay. If enacted, this bill could potentially open the floodgates to lawsuits against any educator who teaches a subject a parent doesn't like. Whether it's a lesson about the civil rights movement or the labor movement or the movement for women's suffrage. Yeah. That's definitely because it. Because that's what they're upset about. Yeah. You told my kid about the civil rights movement? You told him about Martin Luther King Jr.? Totally what's going on. That's, yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what they're doing. All in a ploy to make sure, you know what I, as a father, what I wish for my son more than anything. 
besides lying to everyone he possibly can <coughs> is I want him to remain ignorant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's my hope and dream. In fact, I hope the state of Tennessee does everything it can to keep my son as ignorant as possible. Yeah. I want him. You can't to, do it yourself. No. You need help want, from the state. I literally want him to know about nothing. And if someone tries to teach him something, I swear to God, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's dumb bleep number two on the dumb bleep number three. That's something so, that's so ridiculous. I know. Something that we haven't talked about really uh, yet this week or over the last month, but the date's coming up here. It might have gone and came and went. But more than 20 states have asked the judge to immediately block Biden from ending Title 42. Now, what's Title 42? Title 42 was something that uh, Trump initially, the Trump administration had originally used to stop illegal immigration, basically. But they did it based on the fact that they were controlling the, the public health. They were protecting public health for people because we were in a pandemic and we were in a public health emergency. So why did I put this in here for Dumb Leap of the Week? Because now you've got a bunch of Republican states arguing that the CDC should keep in place a pandemic emergency measure that controls the immigration system for the purposes of keeping people safe from the coronavirus. Does everyone get that? Does everyone understand why this is in Dumb Bleep of the Week? I'm sure you do. I think I'm tracking. Okay. What bothers me is it seems like we've talked quite a bit about how the CDC shouldn't just throw out a bunch of rules and laws that basically to uh, affect your own political will by using the administrative state that we have. Obviously, a bunch of people are concerned about immigration. And if they want to change laws about that, then they should. But they shouldn't rely on the CDC using the pandemic and public health emergency to keep something in place to make it harder for the people to come over here. Do it by enacting some sort of law, some type of actual policy by elected officials. But they don't want to do that. They no. They want to keep their hands clean and be mm -hmm. like, well, I didn't, I never voted for anything like that. Yeah. It's just another hand washing station. That's really all it is. All I'm saying is either we should have the CDC affect political change for laws that we can't get passed by Congress or whatever, or we shouldn't. Those are two things. And either Republicans are super concerned about the public health emergency and the spread of the coronavirus. So the, the federal government should take some very drastic steps to stop that, or they shouldn't. It shouldn't be, well, I'm really concerned about immigration. So the CDC should step in right here and take care of this. Now I'm okay with them stepping in and using this thing from 1944 to stop this. Okay. I mean, literally they're talking about the same thing that just ruled the mask mandate unconstitutional mm -hmm. from the CDC. They use the same law both ways. So anyhow, that's some bleep number three. The rest of these, by the way, these are just going to be videos and I'll just, uh, I'll just tell you what they are. we got a real quick one here. Listen, this is kind of funny, but also this is from SNL from Weekend Update right here. And they're explaining Elon Musk wanting to buy Twitter. Listen, it's a pretty funny joke, but we all know that SNL is actually just a political organization, a political TV show that uses comedy uh, to get their points across. Which, by the way, Musk hosted mm -hmm. not that long ago. Yeah. Like six yeah. months ago. So let's just see what they had to say about this real quick. 
offered to buy Twitter for over $40 billion so he can loosen its free speech rules. That's how badly white guys want to use the N-word. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly... Like I said, it was a pretty funny joke mm-hmm. overall. But I also... The problem is I think that they're serious about it. So... Do you think they're serious about it? Yeah, probably. Probably. Do you think that's so. how people actually feel? You think that's kind of the some of the fear mongering that people want to mm-hmm. get out there right now about free speech? I mean, yeah, that's that's why Musk wants to own Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why people like us care about free speech. Actually, mm-hmm. is because we just want to be able to finally use the N word mm-hmm. online. That's what I've been dreaming about. No other principles whatsoever. Which is ridiculous. I mean, it's absolutely, obviously absurd. But this is what you have to do when you go to combat these types of things. You have to take the extreme examples that happen by a very few amount of people and classify the entire group Mm -hmm. as the group, like, that's what they're all going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a real easy one because we've got a lot of real not easy ones here coming up. This is Obama Obama making it in here. Also, to your point, Nate, how dare they say this about a really rich (laughs) African-American? You know? True. Yeah. True. Very true. Uh, Obama making it in here. Now, we unfortunately, this podcast hadn't been going long enough that we, we weren't able to talk about Obama while he was the president. Or as my family referred to him as Obummer. <laughs> you can immediately guess the age range of all the people yes. that call him that. <laughs> so Obama in, in this clip is talking about how disinformation is eroding democracy. So we're going more on the free speech thing here. Or do you remember when the, the entire right came out when they just, they kept saying his whole name, Barack Hussein. And oh, like, got to say Hussein. Got to say Hussein. Mm-hmm. Barack Hussein Obama. Oh, God. So I wish we had a podcast during those years. We didn't. And here, of course, he likens, you know, I will say we probably, we likely would have changed a lot over that time because we were probably a little bit more right wing during those times than we are right now, you know, especially at the start of Obama's presidency. Yeah. In 08. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 2012, things definitely started changing. I would say between 2008 2013 that's because when i that's when i first saw ron paul the ron pauls so making it to the debate stage by the way is really important well this is uh this is a a little over a minute long clip here for dumb bleep number five he's going to just explain how people like uh trump and bannon and the ku klux klan and putin all like to use this information and of course so anyway we'll just let him We'll let him tell the story because he's going to be coming up for Dumb Bleat number six, too. People like Putin and Steve Bannon, for that matter, understand it's not necessary for people to believe this information in order to weaken democratic institutions. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Putin and Bannon, those are the same people, by the way. Basically the same thing, Putin, <laughs> Bannon. Of course, there's clips of like, uh, you know, 
Trump. There's white later in this clip. There's clips of Trump and white supremacist rallies and all that. Now he wouldn't be included in that kind of a message, Mm-mm. you know, that they know that disinformation is the best way to get people to question other forms. You see, the government has to come out really strong, and they're going to use someone who people like more than Biden because no one really. The only thing people like about Biden is that he's not Trump. Yeah, that's literally the only thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, they have to come out. They got to use people like Obama to come out here and talk because about. Because you saw how they buried the stories about his sexual assault allegations and stuff. <laughs> I mean, that was news for what, oh yeah two days. Yeah, and then it just completely disappeared. Believe most women was trending. That's, you know, I'm sure. <laughs> that's, so that's what it was. Well, listen, all you crazy conspiracy theorists out there, you're just trying to make people question things that's how you destroy democracy right there you question these institutions are in- they switched from misinformation to disinformation mm-hmm. that's like pay attention to that our, our political institutions for democracy to work the people in power the people with the power to throw you in prison for whatever thing that they passed they cannot be allowed you cannot be allowed to question them at all that sows like you can't that just topples the entire thing and that makes you anti-democracy mm-hmm. for questioning people like that yep. clearly an authoritarian for questioning people that are in power you are i mean just listen to the stuff he has to say now then he came in for dumb bleep number six these had to be separated out he came in for dumb bleep number six and accidentally said something that you're not supposed to say about the coronavirus uh, about the vaccines mm. uh-oh and at first I was like, uh, I don't know. And then I heard him say it. I was like, oh, okay. Let's uh, let's see what he has to say here. We've now essentially clinically tested the vaccine on billions of people worldwide. Around one in five Americans is still willing to put themselves at risk and put their families at risk rather than get vaccinated. People are dying because of misinformation. He just said that we clinically tested the vaccines on billions of people. Oh. <laughs> that <laughs> Which is something we've jokingly said several yeah. times on this podcast. This was a test the whole time. Aren't you supposed to test those like before billions of people take them? <laughs> you know. I'm well, just this wondering. Was emergency use Nate. Yeah. Yeah. Of so, course. Everything goes out the window when there's a big emergency. Then you can see on his face after he said that. You can see on his face like, "Oh, shit." I'm not supposed to really say it like that. Democrats can support border control because when it's an emergency, everything gets turned. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Emergencies, it's a completely different situation. So all those times I jokingly said that we had just ran the biggest clinical trial of all time. I'm backed up by Barack Obama, man. (laughs) Screw you. (laughs) It's It's totally, screw you, YouTube. Yeah. It's totally fine. And after this massive clinical trial, (laughs) <laughs> One in five Americans are still willing to risk their lives. Mm-hmm. People are dying. But they're dying. Mm-hmm. Because of the misinformation. Look at this. Okay. Now we'll get into something funny here. I told Charlie about this earlier. This is dumb bleep number seven. Real quick. Do you ever feel bad making fun of Biden? No, never. Okay. Mm-hmm. My wife still tells me, like, Nate, he's... He's got dementia. He can't help it. Then don't run for president. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try to control my life, man. Yeah. Don't be in political office. 
passing terrible laws. For a minute, every once in a while, I feel I will just say, I'm, I'm like, ah, should I make fun of this old guy who clearly has some dementia coming in? So this is him at the Easter egg roll or whatever it is that they do. You've probably seen this clip. All right, it's Dumb Bleep of the Week, okay? So it covers a lot of days. This is the Easter egg roll. And a reporter asked him a question about Afghanistan. And so he starts answering the question about Afghanistan. And the White House, they were like, oh, crap. Stop him. Stop him. We let him. Who let Biden loose? Who let, who's supposed to be watching Biden? Easter Bunny, go over there and stop him real quick. Easter Bunny, go get Biden. Okay, so there's a little bit of audio in the beginning. I faded out because they put some dumb music behind it. I hate it when people put like dumb circus music behind Biden doing stupid stuff. Yeah. You don't need the dumb music. It's dumb enough on its own. He's got, yeah. All right. Okay, did you see his face when he came over there? He thought he was about to get murdered by like an Easter Bunny right then. He was, I mean, I kind of felt bad for him in that moment because it took him a minute to figure out where he was. But this is another shot of the Easter Bunny coming over, waving his or her arms in his face. Durka, Durka. Hey, look at me. <laughs> He's in trouble. Look at me. Come over here. Send in, sir. He, someone let Biden loose. Reporters were asking him questions. Send in the Easter Bunny. Someone go get him real quick. I just thought that that was uh, listen. And, and what's weird is he moves him away from the conversation and then doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, with just it. pulls him away from the reporters. Yeah, like it, it was planned. It wasn't like you have to come over here. We need you to take some pictures with some kids or anything. It was you're talking to reporters. I'm going to go grab you and pull you away from the reporters because mm -hmm. I'm the Easter Bunny. And it'll be cute. Yeah. So today we get a pass doing this. If it was just a regular staffer not wearing an Easter Bunny costume, that would have been weird, mm -hmm. you know. But this is a staffer wearing an Easter Bunny outfit. Sorry, kids. In this particular instance, because everything the government does is fake, this Easter Bunny was actually just a person wearing a costume. Yeah. I didn't want to let that. This wasn't the real yeah. Easter Bunny. I didn't want to let the rabbit out of the hat on that one for everyone. But anyway. I see, uh, so, I see what you did there. So that's our. Now we're going to get to some cry. She's a crier. Okay. This is Jen Psaki on a podcast mm. talking about the don't say gay bill in Florida. Oh, great. Okay. It's totally, totally. I haven't heard this yet. So I'm very, very, she's very, very choked up. Now, are you supposed to make fun of people when they cry? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it's a, it's a new rule. You totally can. This is just a screenshot of the, uh, the audio player that's playing. So this is dumb bleep number eight right now. Jen Saki, let's go. Nope. Nope. That's not Jen Saki. Come back. Wait one. Is the political games and harsh and cruel attempts at laws or laws that we're seeing in some states like Florida, that is not a reflection of the country moving to oppose LGBTQ plus communities. That is not what we see in data. That is not factual. Uh, and that is not where things stand. This is a political wedge issue and an attempt to win a culture war. And they're doing that in a way that is harsh and cruel uh, to a community of kids, especially. I'm, I'm like going to get, uh, I'm going to get emotional about this issue because I just, it's horrible. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's like kids who are bullied, and they, 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 like all these leaders are are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. <laughs> and you look at some of these laws in these states, and it is going after parents who are in loving relationships who have kids. It's completely outrageous. Sorry. 
I, and this, this is an issue that makes me completely crazy, but it is an issue that is a political wedge issue. It is not a reflection of where. <laughs> okay. This is why this is religion to these folks. Oh, I know. It truly is. I know. You're like, you're literally, it's like Jesus is being hung on a cross and you're weeping <laughs> at that. It's the same thing to these people. Well, you you're telling me we're not going to, you're not going to allow us to indoctrinate our children. And so I'm upset about that. Your children, they're going to be harmed. Six to nine year olds are not going to be able to have classroom lesson plans built around gender identity and whether or not they're boys or girls, six to nine year olds. Come on. These are, this is hurtful, harmful stuff for these kids. Yeah. They're definitely just walking around thinking about sex all the time. When I was seven, I mean, that's what I was doing, walking around thinking about sex and all the time. she admitted she was crazy. Sure. She and did what say Magoo that, said here, she realizes there's a culture war. Yeah. Yeah. And she did say that and this they, issue makes her completely crazy. They have no problem, zero issue whatsoever with using the state to push their culture war. Because they're right. That's, <laughs> that's why, you mm. know. When you think that you're right, you will use the state. It is the means to your end and the means always justify. Yeah. So there, the, and Oscar goes to Jen Psaki. Maybe, maybe, because there's two more dumb bleeps here real quick. That was number eight. The next one, number nine. Now, this is an older clip. We should, by the way, I was just still thinking about this. We should just let kids watch porn, <laughs> you know? Totally. Why shouldn't they, why should we have any, you know, TV ratings where there should be, you know, what's the parental advisory explicit warning? Yeah. Those you are know? built to harm kids. Actually. They won't let me be me. So let me mm -hmm. see. They try to shut me down on MTV. You know? <laughs> the FCC why, won't let you be. Yeah. Why would they, why would they do such things? All that harm we've been it's causing. Harm children. Yeah. That's the main reason. I can't believe. And and all of us should be free. And why even teachers? Like you, when you go outside, to, when you're out this weekend, you see some kids at the mall, just go up to them because this is America and we're not in Florida. You go up and say, hey, little kid, you want to talk about sex? <laughs> yeah. This is America. It's totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I and can't. if you can't do that, I mean, that's oppression. If you're harming that's, that's them, true actually. true oppression. <laughs> you're harming them. The law, by the way, says that the teachers cannot encourage conversation. They can't encourage conversation. It doesn't say like if someone mentions it, they have to take them to the principal's office or something right. like that. You right? actually can say gay still. In you can Florida. still say it. Yeah. yeah. I read the whole bill. You can still say you can still say gay. Number nine goes to a situation that we talked about already this week. This is the libs of TikTok and Washington Post situation with the, uh, the author, journalist, Taylor Lorenz. And first off, I want to point out that they said that they did not dox libs of TikTok. They did not post the address or anything. The original post did have a link to it. They took it, they removed it afterwards, but it was still available for you to be able to find. All right, so they they came out and lied about that, and Taylor we Lorenz, doxed her and undoxed her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we took it back. It's fine. Um, Taylor Lorenz, very someone who's very outspoken against doxing people and the dangers of people taking politics and like trying to ruin your life, you know. And and that's why she wrote that tremendous article. I'm asking the person mm -hmm. who runs that libs of TikTok page. Yeah, because you shouldn't be able, allowed to be private. She's a strong believer in people 
remaining private so you can't harass them or anything like that. Of course she is. All right, so this was Minus her on, that one article. This was her on MSNBC a little while back talking about uh, just how strongly she feels about about doxing people. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating and terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's overwhelming. It's really hard. <laughs> She was trying so hard to get a tear out, to get a tear. If you're watching the video, you have to check this out. She's trying. At least Jen Psaki was on a podcast. I mean, she if she didn't get a tear out, no one would know. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find any video of the podcast. But Taylor is clearly upset. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is trying ridiculously hard to remember back to acting class on how to get a tear out. She didn't. Uh, by the way, after this, uh, like I said, this was a little while back. After this, she then criticized MSNBC for even interviewing her about this because it caused more doxing to happen. So, <laughs> and the the tag under here reads: "One in three women under thirty five experience online harassment." Now that's mm -hmm. probably not untrue. No, but I would say my venture would be to guess half of that harassment comes from other women. <laughs> That might be true. If we know what women what a woman is. Well, yeah. 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 Women it comes one in three uh biologists say that women under thirty five experience <laughs> online harassment. That's yeah. That's too long of a thing to put in mm -hmm. the uh what do you call that there? It's not the chiron, that's the thing that runs at the bottom. Whatever that somehow, is. Somehow it's also somehow it's called a lower third. But, ah, yeah, that's right, yeah. But somehow also um recommended by the American Dental Association. Well, yeah. Because they're always involved in those mm -hmm. stats. Nine out of ten. <laughs> Speaking so, of number ten, by the I think well, real quick though, more time on that, just because the the article we read the other day, like we don't the show's not in a vacuum, folks. You have to go back and <clears> listen. Was literally Taylor Lorenzo, the same girl. Lorenz. Lorenz, sorry. Taylor Lorenz, the same girl who had this video clip from a while ago, who was completely fine with doxing an anonymous female creator who wanted to remain anonymous, was completely fine giving her name mm -hmm. and all kinds of information out. And, of course, that's not harassment because she was in the right Okay, so if you're right about your harassment, then it's totally fine. Well, it's different, though, because what Libs of TikTok is doing, it poses a danger to democracy. It poses a danger to all of us. So, of course, when there is a dangerous person online trying to remain anonymous, the rules go out the window. You're not being hypocritical, anything like that. I mean, this is someone who is literally caught, probably has caused the deaths of many people. A lot of a lot of people, for sure. Mm. Okay, I just love the the hypocrisy. Oh yeah, just, it's amazing. Number ten. Now this goes to the person running. Can't remember her name. The International Monetary Fund. Brand new interview right here. Now I pulled this from Wikipedia just because I thought it was interesting for anyone who was wondering. The International Monetary Fund is an international financial institution headquartered in Washington, D.C., consisting of 190 countries. Its state of mission is working to foster global monetary cooperation, secure financial stability, 
facilitate international trade, promote high employment and sustainable economic growth, and reduce poverty around the world. It was formed in 1944 at the Bretton Woods Conference, primarily by the ideas of Harry Dexter White and John Maynard Keynes. It came into formal existence in 1945 with 29 member countries and the goal of reconstructing the international monetary system. The John Maynard Keynes thing could may or may not be important, but let's uh let's watch the video. By the way, if you didn't know or you're not a fashionista, <laughs> I had to inform Nate that she is obviously This is a different person. That's not the person who runs the IMF. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, the screenshot anyway. That's an so she's not part of the. That is not the the person that runs IMF. No. Okay. Well, never mind then. I mean, she is still wearing the scarf that you were going to make the point about. This person is, but I don't know who that is. I was just saying it's an eight hundred dollar scarf. Let's hear her. Which is no problem. Like that's fine. Let's hear her talking about something that's not going to be frustrating whatsoever. Real quick for number ten, dumb bleep of the week. Yeah. Madam MD. Um, I I think we are not paying sufficient attention to the law of unintended consequences. We take decisions with an objective in mind and rarely think through what may happen that is not our objective. Uh, and then uh, we wrestle uh, with, the, with the impact of it. Um, take uh, any, any, any decision that is a massive decision like uh, the decision that we need to spend to support the economy. And at that time, we did recognize that may lead to too much money in circulation, too few goods, but didn't really quite think through the consequence in a way that Mm. upfront would have informed better uh, what what we do. And I... (laughs) Yeah, Mm, yeah, that's... um... So we knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. because it's just the laws of economics. But we just didn't, yeah, we just didn't think through it. Yeah. It just didn't test it. So, um, by the way, I mentioned the fact that it was uh, formed with ideas and included in here is John Maynard Keynes. In her quote in that clip, from the organization started with those ideas. She says that um, we knew that that might lead to too much money chasing too few goods, which is literally Milton Friedman's definition of inflation. So in this organization, they didn't take into consideration that they were just following the wrong Milton. They should have been following Milton Friedman instead of Milton Keynes. Mm. You know, that was the problem. That was, yeah. I'm glad that we were all able to allow them to figure that out. Yeah. If that was nice of us. If they had consulted AOC on this, mm-hmm. they might have headed in the right direction. It's, but here's them admitting, right? Admitting that they just willy-nilly place policies out there. Even, and in fact, most of them probably know what the consequences are going to be, and they don't care. You want to know why they don't care? Because they're at the top. Mm-hmm. Okay, the people at the top don't care because they're going to get theirs. Okay, and the people who are going to suffer is everyone after them, and so they don't—they don't actually care. 
Okay, let's go back through the dumb bleeps, and everyone's going to get their votes in real quick. Dumb bleep number one was being really concerned that the courts are taking away power from the federal government. All right, that's number one. Number two is about Arizona Republicans working hard to keep their kids ignorant. Number three is uh, a bunch of Republican states asking the CDC to please keep its pandemic emergency orders in effect to help the border. Number four, Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter because white people want to be able to use the M-word online. That was a joke from SNL. It's a pretty good joke. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, they probably believe it. Number five, Biden. No, Obama. Sorry. Lumping in <laughs> Putin and Bannon later in the clip, clips of Trump, the KKK, talking about how disinformation is destroying democracy, causing people to question things, which can't have. We all know that. I don't even know why it's in the list. Mm-hmm. Number six, I don't know why people won't take the vaccine. We just conducted the largest clinical trial of billions of people with the vaccine, and turns out it was safe. Thank God. <laughs> Number seven, the White House sends the Easter Bunny to the rescue when Biden accidentally it's, starts answering questions from reporters. And it's the Durka Durka. <laughs> the hands, hands waving. Hey, face. hey, hey, it's me. Stop talking. <laughs> Number eight, Jen Psaki, very, very upset, crying upset about this terrible oppressive law where you're not allowed to say gay anymore in Florida. Number nine, Taylor Lorenz, definitely not doxing because she's very against it. It, it brings her to tears, actually. Mm. Number nine. To almost tears. Almost. It brings her to almost tears. It brings her to cry face. <laughs> you don't want to bring a girl to cry face. Uh-uh. Okay. Number 10, IMF director saying, uh, maybe we should think about unintended consequences. You know, we knew that there might be too much money chasing too few goods, but we might have to take that into consideration sometime. Maybe we should do some regression testing. Maybe. Just do a little bit of testing, you know? All right, y'all, get your votes in. One through ten, get your votes in. I like how Amanda listed these out perfectly. Mm -hmm. By the way, you could see if you were part of the live group, which means you could also vote. So go to joingml.com. Make sure you click the link to sign up to get past Nate's paywall. So you can be part of the actual group. A lot of you have come in and said, hey, I went to joingml.com and I, I'm on Discord, but I can't see anything else. Well, that's because Nate put up a wall. Mm-hmm. And you got to click the link inside that channel to go sign up. It's only six bucks a month. Or there's higher tiers if you want to be a real libertarian. But that's joingml.com so you can come in and get <laughs> your votes in. I we think. don't accept any mail-in ballots. This is the only format of voting that we accept. Mm-hmm. So people send requests. They send Twitter DMs and all this stuff. Like, this is what I'm voting for. Or, Can you do this or that or whatever? No. Although last week, I will say, we might have to amend it because I believe, which I think we said, but I believe that the dumb bleep went to the wrong winner. What They weren't actually the winner. I think people thought that Robert Reich was a separate dumb bleep mm-hmm. when in fact it was included in the same dumb bleep as the max boot. Well, you're just amending the, the same time. That's yeah. all you're doing, which you're perfectly fine to do because you are, you own it. Mm-hmm. We set the rules. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. All right. Who wins? Taylor Lorenz winning, winning.
Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, don't look up her house or her phone number or anything like that. That's not a recommendation. I don't really don't think the people should. You don't want people to do that. Okay. Unless they deserve it. And so you got to decide <laughs> in your heart, do they deserve it? That's all you got to do. Yeah. Okay. We're not recommending that. Yeah, that is uh, Costco's right. Taylor Lorenz, number nine, walking away with this easy. It's mm. like playing the Preds. It wasn't even a competition. <laughs> you know? All right, let's go home. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend, a family member, a foe, and the children. And like I said, go sign up, join gml.com, share it with everybody you know, and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast and Spotify, which are the only two places you can leave a review. I think so, you can leave it on Stitcher also, but maybe Stitcher. Who cares? Who knows? So wherever you can, just go do it. And if you do all those things, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.